This is Jordan Edwards, and this is the Business Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. All right. I'm here with Mike Constantiner. Mike, let me uh, give a little intro on who you are and how we know each other. So Mike is uh, a real live entrepreneur, an angel investor uh, to the core. You have had successful startup and exits. You've had uh, success without not necessarily being a, a huge monetary success, but from what I remember from our conversations, you've had startups that you've been very proud of that didn't you know, achieve that uh, exit status like Cameo, your, um, your, your first and your love, your app that was sold, ultimately sold to Vimeo. Yeah. Uh, you currently have a startup right now called Dads, which I am oh, hey. a user of and, and enjoying very much. Great. Uh, we had a we had a meeting through a very good friend of mine and investing partner Ben Zeises. Ben is uh, an angel investor himself, and Ben and I have had a lot of success together investing early in our careers in real estate, but now uh, in the the midpoint of our careers uh, in all kinds of prop tech and angel investments. And I've been kind of along for the ride with him. Those are his investments that I've participated in. And, uh, and I've really, really enjoyed that. And that's something that you have a lot of experience. And so we have a lot to talk about. Most importantly, jujitsu. That's, you know, yes. jujitsu podcast. But before we even dig into your background and who you are, it occurred to me as I was thinking about what to talk about today that we met in January. And when we went out for coffee that day, there, there was no way we could have known that in just a few short weeks after that, in less than two months, the whole world would be turned on its head. And when we did meet for coffee that day, it was so procedural, like any other business meeting or friend meeting you take and you go get coffee with someone and that just doesn't exist right now. It's, it's weird, man. I was like, you know, and I was thinking about it too, it's like, you know, I live in, well, temporary, like in a semi-permanent situation where I might end up being staying here in California, but, you know, we were like, yo, we have to train together, and I was recovering from my knee surgery, and I was just getting back into training, and, you know, it's like, uh, and then, you know, COVID hit, and then, and it's like, and I was just thinking, it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know when I'm going to be back in New York. I don't know when, you know, like, it's like at this point, it's like, when are we going to get to train together? Right. Like, and, and, and it was just one of those things that, yeah, in January, if you said that at our first meeting, I was like, you just, like, what kind of craziness is that? You know, it's, it just, it goes to show you um, never to take a single day for granted and you just never know what's going to happen. And, that is so core to being an entrepreneur, of course, you know, going on these wild rides, taking these crazy leaps of faith and working so hard. Um, but I just thought that that was something that was, I went, I didn't know what it was. I, I went back to my phone to when we went out. It was in early January this year. And it's just the, the whole world is so different. Oh, it's so wild. Like I remember very specifically like my last like meeting, right? With like a, catching up with a buddy and it was like, it was um, the week of March 8th. And that was the week that COVID really started to get serious. And um, we were gonna meet for a drink and I was like waiting for him in this bar. And I just felt like uncomfortable, right? Cause it was like already, I'm kind of like looking at people and I'm like thinking about like this coronavirus and, 
And, you know, he comes in and I'm like, you know what, man, like maybe we should just go for a walk. You know, like I don't really need a beer right now. And we ended up walking around. It was, like, it, was, it, was, it was great, which it was like a beautiful evening in New York. But, you know, you just like, it's like, that was the last time I've done that, you know, and it's been six and a half months, you know, and it's, it's so crazy. Um, Have you gotten back to any kind of training? Dude, zero. Well, no, because so, so we, so I, like I said, I'm now in California and it was really unexpected. We, um, so March 12th, we had a trip planned to see my in-laws here in California, which we were like, look, let's just go. Um, it was risky. We were nervous because so my wife was halfway through our, her second pregnancy and we were obviously very nervous, but we we're like, look, let's just, let's just get to California. And we look, we might, the two week trip might turn into like a month trip, but that's okay. Like I can work from anywhere and, and she's, she can take the time off. So, uh, you know, we get out here and then things just get worse and worse. And because my wife was pregnant, you know, we just, uh, you know, we kind of were setting these deadlines that we kept pushing back on, okay, well, like we have to really make the decision if we're going back to New York or not, you know, by this date. And really uh, given that the baby was due at the end of, like towards the end of July, we really, like June 1st was our cutoff date. And at that point there was like no good sign for us to like go back to New York. So we've been stuck here. Um, and now we, we actually rented a house for a year. Um, um, but yeah, but just really because of, um, uh, uh, now the second baby, um, I don't really have time, uh, to start training, but we do have a nanny starting next week and, um, AOJ is about uh, a 10 minute walk from our new house. And so my plan is, yeah. So my plan is definitely to, whenever I used to come out here, I would, I would mainly train at AOJ when I was out here. Um, I'd also do like a few of the 10th planet. They have a couple locations here, do that, um, which is a really cool experience. Nice. But, uh, so you know, I'm really like while I'm here. For the more business minded followers, that's the art of jujitsu uh, run by the Mendez brothers, two of the, the best competitors of all time and probably one of the most beautifully, the coolest aesthetic of any gym. And they also have an amazing partnership with Show Your Role, a clothing brand, and they put, and Ruka, and they just put out some great yeah. stuff. I think they actually, it's, it's actually, they're doing it on their own now. Like, I don't think it's with Ruka anymore. So they, yeah, those guys are like real, like businessmen as well. Like they're, they're pretty amazing what they've built. But yeah, so I don't know. It's a cool, it's like, it's a, it's a, like the training there is amazing. You're like, you know, I'm 37 years old and very much a hobbyist, you know, that I love jujitsu and you go in and you've got these like 15 year olds. And they're like, I don't even know what color belt they are. They just like run circles around you, you know, and you're just like, what the yeah. fuck is this? You know, I'm just like, what is going on here? Right. It's, but it's, it's a cool environment. And yeah. I love the Mendez brothers style of jujitsu. Right. And in my mind, like, I'm like, oh, that's how I train. Right. And then you actually go try it and you're like, okay, I'm zero like that. But um, it, it'll be, it'll be nice to, to see, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm excited to get back into it. It's been, it's actually been, um, uh, in like a, a week or two, it'll be a year that I, since I tore my meniscus. So I really have only trained about two weeks in the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was just getting back into it mid to late February, uh, and then COVID, you know, so. Yeah. Oof. All right. So yeah. let's, uh, let's, we'll take a little rewind on that. Good. It's a good, good yeah. intro to let the people know who you are, but. 
this book that I'm writing. So this podcast is research for a book that I'm writing. I, I mentioned it to you when we met yeah, with the yeah, idea of business jujitsu. And the whole concept of this book is that the principles that govern business and jujitsu and life are the same on and off the mat. And the lessons that we learn on the mat are so applicable to what we do in business. And you started a company called Principles, which I think is interesting because yeah. it's at the core at the core of what I'm trying to get at with this with this project. And you know, when we when we discuss, we really connect on this that the principles that govern life and business and jujitsu are so deeply connected. Uh, what led you to start a company called Principles? Well, so. Really, I guess like the you know the the, the story was originally um, so I grew up skating um, and uh, you know was really influenced by the brands in the skate world right and the kind of the lifestyle not just like the act of skating but like the the, the clothes and kind of this thing that it, it, it represented who I was and the things that I was into um, and uh, you know the original idea for principles was. Um, I wanted to kind of create like personal care products uh, for like, like imagine if like a skate brand, right? Um, created toothpaste and soap, et cetera, with the idea of being like, let's get young, you know, like men, boys, whatever, you know, teenagers, college age kids uh, to start thinking about personal care at a younger age through like, you know, fun products, right? And packaging, you know, packaging the bars of soap, or packaging, um, you know, the toothpaste, et cetera, in a way that would be the same as if, like, you know, um, uh, Element or um, you know, Birdhouse, you know, thrown back to some older brands, right? Did 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 this did those products? Um, I actually uh, paired up with a co-founder. She was my favorite clothing designer at the time, um, and uh, she was kind of figuring out what her next move was. And uh, we started talking about the idea and really she brought all the like, you know, talent when it came to like the creative and the way she came up with the name principles actually was she was like researching jujitsu and found some, you know, on Google, some manual that said, uh, um, uh, you know, it was a manual on jujitsu and it was something about the principles of harmony and balance. Mm -hmm. And so we loved that concept, right? Yeah, this yeah, idea yeah. of harmony and balance. And we were actually thinking about the idea of, at one point we were actually gonna call it principle, the principles of harmony and balance, right? But from a business perspective, that was like gonna be too hard of a name to always be dealing with. Um, but so we ended up shorting, shortening it to principles um, and uh, dropped the vowels just for, you know, we were able to get the domain and all the social media and stuff like that. Um, but you know that, that, but so what the brand really turned into, right? And, and, and what we were, what we were trying to do with that brand was, um, bring that kind of lifestyle, uh, um, component into it. It wasn't, it ended up not being like really for like kind of skate kids. It became more of like a coastal millennial brand, um, focused on high quality products. But we, what we wanted to do was we wanted to kind of make people start thinking about the products that they chose, why they chose those things and how they how those fit into their routines, right? So like brushing your teeth, putting on deodorant, using soap, et cetera, right? These are moments like a lot of times where you're actually disconnected from your phone, you're disconnected from your computer, you're face-to-face -face with yourself in the mirror. You know, can, can these products be um, 
things that act as subtle reminders uh, as to, you know, why you do the things you do, right? And that a lot of time it's just, you know, it's just because the toothpaste is designed a specific way versus Crest, right? And, you know, that should trigger in your mind, like I made the decision to buy this, you know, because I'm, I'm choosing, a, you know, out of a couple options here, right? I'm choosing a better path. And so that's, and that's how it all kind of tied back into the name principles. Yeah, it's uh, the daily habits in our life certainly can govern, you know, the principles that we follow in our life. Uh, were you trained oh, yeah. at the time that you were starting that company? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Almost, I mean, almost to the detriment of the company in a way, you know, it's like hard not to, it's, you know, finding that balance and harmony is always a challenge. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you did, I need like this past year has been really, really hard on me um because i i like jujitsu just hasn't been a part of my routine because of the injury and surgery and then because of covid and the move and all that stuff but um yeah it's it's like um it's something that that i mean like we talked about the whole point of this podcast right the things that i've learned from jujitsu uh are things that really translate to my day-to-day um whether it's like business or being a dad or being a friend, et cetera. Um, and I definitely, it, it's a major hole in my life right now. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was a very, very hard few months uh, not training, uh, having that kind of like yeah. straight away in many yeah. ways. The gym is still closed. Uh, I've been doing some like light training with some teammates meeting up uh, and just doing, you know, whatever we can. But I went from training five or six days a week in many weeks to training two days a week now. Um, I'm grateful for that. Don't get me wrong, but my my level and my cardio and everything yeah. a shade of where it was when when this all went down. Yeah, so I was texting with a buddy the other day, and I was joking. And I was like, you know, I watch I'm watching these like you know videos on Instagram and YouTube, and I'm I'm at the point now where I just like I'm watching it, and I'm just like, yes, I can totally do that, right? Like it, I've forgotten how difficult training actually. You know, we're watching this like. Uh, we were talking about um, there was like a match between um, uh, it was Galval versus um, uh, Bouchesha and like Bouchesha just like you know the way he treated Galval almost like a ragdoll and you're just like what right like you know and he makes it look so easy and yeah. it's like and and I'm watching this and I'm like oh yeah I can I can do that right like I can do that against Andre Galval. Right, like because you know you just you you're kind of like I'm at the point where I've forgotten how insane that is. You know, like how insane that somebody actually can just do the things that he does. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to get back into it. Like I doubt going straight into class is the best move for me. So I'll probably I'm not now I've got like all this space at my new house and I might get some mats and just um, do some privates to get started to kind of just get back in shape Yeah. before I like, jump into a new school. Do you have any buddies out there that you could call over to do some training? Yeah, actually, um, a, a, a guy who's become a good friend of mine, he's a black belt at AOJ. Um, he actually used to work uh, work for me at Principles. Um, we met through Jiu Jitsu um, and so, uh, the only problem is, is he's got like a torn ACL that he's kind of training through, but, uh, you know, we're figuring it out. 
Very, very nice. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like this, is a, this this whole thing is, is a lesson in yeah. uh, ego and and humble, and you just have to kind of get back into jujitsu in in the way that you get back into anything in life. You just have to go do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things too. Like I think a lot about it's really a, you know the, the a test of like my goal is not like you know my goal is to get my black belt right and like you know, it's one of my goals in jujitsu is to get my black belt. But like, there is no like, and I think one of the most beautiful things about jujitsu, and this, let's, this translates into business as well, right? Is that there is no like prescribed path that every person takes, you know? It isn't like you train for two years and you get this, and then you train for two years and get this, right? Everybody's on their own journey. And I think that that's something that um, I've learned so much from jujitsu is like not to compare myself to others, right? And, and this is something that like, when you're an entrepreneur, it's very, very hard when you see other companies or your friends hitting these milestones or you, or, you know, somebody's raised all this money and you're still trying to, you can't raise that money or they've done X amount of sales or they get acquired. And, you know, it's like, if you compare yourself to them, you're losing because you have no idea what they've gone through to get to that point, right? And their circumstance is totally different than yours. And so I, I just go back to my jujitsu journey, right? And like, there's sometimes like, you know, you have teammates or, you know, your, 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 your buddies and like one guy gets promoted and you don't, right? Well, like, okay, that's, but his, you know, like that's great for him, you know? And he's doing, he did something that got him to that point and the lesson is like, well, what are you not doing? Or like, what are you like, you know, it's like, maybe it's, you're just obviously too early for that promotion. And, I, and so, you know, I talk a lot about with my co-founder on this kind of stuff, right? Where uh, on dads, um, where, you know, there'll be this news of some company, you know, doing this kind of stuff. And I'm like, hey man, we can't compare ourselves to anybody else, right? Like we just got to focus on what we're doing, right? Like this is exactly where we are. Perfect. I mean, that was so perfectly said, and thank you for saying that because this is exactly what I was trying to get at in the heart of this discussion, and exactly what I want to write about. Yeah. Uh, everyone is getting there at their own time. Yeah. So my wife is pregnant with our number two, second child. Oh wow! Congrats. We're contract. We're contract yeah. by house, and I was thinking, like, you know, trying to explain to people, like, getting a black belt. They ask me about that all the time. Like, are you a black belt? I was like, No, I'm not. I'm not a black belt. I'm on that journey to try to get to the black belt. And they're like, as if that's some place to achieve. But as I compare it to having children and buying a house, it's like, once I get the house, that's just when it starts. Yeah. I'm going to live in this house. It's, it's the same thing with jujitsu. Like all of the work that I'm doing to get to this point is only to begin the journey over again. And yeah. I'm enjoying it so much. You know, I just, I love talking about jujitsu and practicing jujitsu. Dude, this, and you know, it's like, I think like anything, man, one thing I've learned is like, and this is, sounds probably so cliche, but the journey is everything, right? Like once you acquire something, the, like, like part of, you know, I'm like, yes, I want to get my black belt, right? But then it's like, shit, you know, like, thank God there's stripes and there's like coral belts and stuff, right? Because, you know, ironically, like after, we sold Cameo, you know, it was, it was awesome, right? Like we, we did that, we, we had an exit. Um, and, you know, for a little bit, there was like this like honeymoon period, right? But then all of a sudden there was no, like, 
there was no grind, there was no challenge. It was, and I was miserable. I mean, relatively miserable, right? Like, it's like, I, I needed that. All of a sudden there wasn't something that I was like really striving for on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And, you know, even, and so it's like, and it's like, even with like, you know, with, 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 you know, it's like with, with dads, right. There's days that are just like, you know, I, I literally am like, you know, you know, like, why the fuck am I doing this? Right. You know? And, and, but what I've learned, right. Is that, that some days are going to feel like that. And then some days you're going to be like, this is the most amazing. Oh my gosh. Like high-fiving and like the biggest high ever. And the, what I've learned from jujitsu, right. Is that there's days, man, where like, I just like, I don't, I'm tired. I don't want to go train, you know, like to be honest, right. It's just, that's just part of it. But every single time, I just show up and even if I get my ass whooped, right? It's just, I, I'm happy that I did it, right? Because I didn't break the link. And that's, I think the same thing with like entrepreneurship, right? Is like, it's all about, it's not zero to a hundred, right? It's not white belt to black belt. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, all the, it's all the steps in between. And those are the days that like you're learning and you're growing and you're getting stronger and there's excitement, right? Like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I talk about this a lot with one of the beautiful things about jujitsu is compared to like being a business person, right? You don't, how many emails do you send? Like thousands, right? But yeah. there's, it's rare to like really tangibly notice your improvement at being an emailer, right? Even though we do it all the time, but like in jujitsu, you actually like, you hit that sweep, right? Or you sink that submission. And that feeling, right, that's like, hey, the only reason why I was able to do that is because for the past two weeks, I've been practicing this move, right? And, and, and so while you don't feel that in business, the lesson is like, if you don't do it, even if you're, you know, you fuck up, you know, a thousand times before you do it right, you know, the fact that you're keep, you know, you just keep showing up and you keep doing it is the most important part. Absolutely. And you can look for it in business if you apply what you just described perfectly and eloquently. You can find it in business, too, if you become aware of it. You know, you can start to apply those lessons in business by focusing on the fundamentals or learning new things. Like, um, I was never a great student, but because of jujitsu, I became a much better student. And I went back to school and I started learning, relearning courses that I had taken accounting and statistics post-college and I had a new found appreciation for the learning process all because of jiu-jitsu. I know it's ironic you say that because I literally five minutes before we started talking, I signed up for like a, a online course on, on branding. Right. It's like, yeah. I've never, I've never done something like that, but I was just like, why wouldn't I want to learn more? You know, like why would, especially from like, you know, the equivalent of, you know, uh, uh, the Mendez brothers in, in branding, right? Like why it's available to me, like, and I can afford it, you know, thankfully, like, you know, like why not do this? There's it. And, but, but there was, there, there was a certain amount of ego, right? Like the, I think, you know, you, you always have to kind of overcome. And I think that, you know, they talk a lot about jujitsu that it kills egos. And like, obviously there's a lot of ego still in jujitsu gyms, whatever. But I think that, that what it teaches you is that, you know, you're, you know, there's always room for improvement. You know, like you're not perfect. Like there's, you know, every day you're going to get, there's somebody out there who's got your number. And, you know, if you really want to get to that point where you're the person that's got everybody's number in the gym, 
Like you got to put in the work and you got to learn and you got to have an open mind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, a lot of the ego, the, the harder that you work and the more you get beat up. Some of the people that have bigger egos, sometimes things come natural to them and they have just insane athleticism or youth or they haven't been at it that long, but it really does have a way of beating most people's ego out in the gym, I found. Uh, the yeah. people that have been around for a very long time, they come in and if they stick around, it's, it's because they've learned this martial arts philosophy, you know, these principles that govern what happens on the mat. Um, and those are very important principles to bring into the rest of your life too. So talk a little bit about dads. What is, what is this awesome yeah. business that you're uh, founding? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So it was about a year ago. Um, I was kind of figuring out my next, I, you know, next thing to work on. And I got connected through a mutual friend to this guy in LA named Russ, who, um, who had spent the previous year and a half um, uh, on the kind of like team behind the launch of Hello Bello, which was a, uh, a line of, uh, you know, it's a parent uh, baby care brand launched out of this incubator in LA with Kristen Bell and Jack Shepard. They launched into Walmart. And Russ during that period was kind of like, I'm a dad, you know, and uh, there's, a, you know, 62% of men in the United States go on to be dads. And yet here's another parenting brand focused on mom. And he had tried to get some dad initiatives through at Hello Bello and they kept talking about it, but it never materialized. And so he was like, look, I'm going to leave and try to figure this out. And that was right around the time we got connected. He was telling, you know, I was actually kind of in the early stages of working on a new idea. But when he started talking about this idea, it really resonated, you know, as a dad, um, you know, and then as our relationship and our, our kind of like complementary skill set seemed really nice. Um, and we just were like, look, let's just, it was very informal. Like we're just going to keep doing our stuff and help each other out. And then um, uh, in early January, or sorry, at the end of January, early Feb, um, we actually got our first like investor commitment. We're like, oh, okay, like this is real. So like, let's see if we can actually make this work. And you know, the idea behind dads, right, is is this idea that the 21st century dad is very different than the ones that we grew up with, like in the media, you know, that Homer Simpsons and the Al Bundy's, these kind of guys that, uh, you know, as soon as they became uh, a dad, their life was over and everything was reminiscing about their glory days. And, you know, they're just constantly complaining about their life sucks and all that kind of stuff. And, and the opposite, I think for this generation um, and younger, it couldn't be, you know, more the opposite than that. You know, it's one of these things where, you know, becoming a dad has been the most amazing thing in my life. Obviously, there's a lot of challenges in it, but man, every day, you know, it's like I feel a sense of fulfillment that was totally missing, you know, at, you know, from my life. And um, that's the story we want to tell is start highlighting that like being a dad is actually really cool and like that um, it's really fun and that it's, you know, similar to kind of like jujitsu in a way, you know, the lessons that you learn from being a dad um, translate into other aspects of life and vice versa, right? And that mindset of growth and, and, and trying to continuously improve um, is something that, you know, is an exercise in being a father. Um, and so we launched on Father's Day with our first product, which is uh, the Lightning Stick, which is a, um, you know, better for dad. You know, it's like a functional beverage. It's got nootropics and adaptogens. The idea being like, you know, 
not only are we dads, but we're aging men. And, mm -hmm. you know, drinking three or four cups of coffee a day or drinking Red Bulls or Diet Cokes, right, is just not healthy. And, um, you know, could we pre provide an alternative uh, to that? Um, yeah. And so, you know, we put it together pretty quickly, especially during COVID. We got this thing launched on a very tight deadline. Um, we're three months in, things are going pretty well. You know, we're starting to figure out our, um, you know, kind of like what, what messaging is working, what channels are working, what's not working. Um, and we're starting to kind of figure out at this point too, okay, what's, you know, what's next steps with, you know, the big picture for us is really to move into, um, we think about our products in two ways. We have products that help dad feel and perform better, wellness products that help dad feel and perform better. So like the lightning stick being the first one of those. Um, and then uh, baby care products that help build stronger connections between dad and kid. So that's when we move into like diapers and wipes, baby carriers, things where there's a physical interaction. Um, yeah. And that, you know, creating something that's for dad, uh, and this is a little bit tying back to the this idea behind principles, right? There's the fact that like dad will have his diapers, kind of like his diapers, or there's a, there's a company that speaks to dad, um, you know, enforces the bond and reminds the guy, of, you know, that, you know, why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's, you know, kind of the big picture, you know, and then the, the you know, kind of from like the economic side of things, um, the thing that we're, we believe strongly in and the research is starting to show is that, you know, men or the dads are starting to do more of the household shopping than they ever have. Um, you know, if you're a, if you're over 20, if you're a guy and you're over 24, and you're in target 99% chance you're a dad right so uh there's a lot of guys who are doing the target runs doing the whole foods runs the grocery runs doing the amazon shopping um for a variety of different reasons yeah and you know your choices are still pampers huggies loves honest company etc so uh, we've got some pretty fun things in the works for like what our diapers and wipes are going to look like and feel like and um how they're going to be packaged that I think will be, um, you know, pretty rad. It's going to be, you know, I don't think you've ever seen anything like this from the baby care aisle. That's for sure. Just by, by way of coincidence, I saw an article yesterday uh, from Dude Wipes that they're, they are now the number two uh, product at, at Walmart for that category. It, and it, it was an article that essentially said that wow. the, uh, the traditional market could never be uh, disrupted, you know, bounty and whatever else, to Scott tissue paper. And uh, it's worth, it's worth yeah. going to look for that. But I, it, yeah, what, what really struck me about it was yeah. how it was executed. Um, it's such beautiful packaging. It's a great product. It tastes great. It works. Um, you're doing all the little things right. Even the insert right here, um, a little beautiful thank you note. Uh, it's just like from the whole unboxing experience to the packaging to the product, you nailed it. I mean, it's it shows a, a oh, thank you. it shows people who know what they're doing. That's you know that's the goal, right? Yeah. It's so hard today, man. It's so hard to like, especially with consumer products. It's not like software where like. You can just like write a few lines of code and every customer has like a totally new experience. You know, it's like the, the unboxing and, you know, it's so nice to hear that. And in my mind, I'm like, wait till you see what's next. Right. Cause I'm like already, I know what's coming. And, um, 
but you, you just like there's very very little room for error these days man you know and it's and it's 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 so competitive out there everyone's fighting for the same kind of shelf space or ad placement on facebook and um you know attention on social media to kind of be like yo hey we're here we exist like you know like nice to meet you yeah. um and and yeah I, you know it's it's but like one of those things man we you know it's very nice to hear but like in my mind i know we have so much room for improvement right like no business launches on day one and is a i mean maybe minus instagram right like but like there's very few cases that where a company launches on day one and is just like you know it's the grand slam it's 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 that it's that journey it's that it's that step-by-step progress that you do on a daily basis that leads to successful businesses that you know that do wipes I think they've been around for like seven or eight years, right? Like, and you know, I saw the guy post, it's an amazing story, right? He was, you know, I forget what his LinkedIn post was something about years ago that he was only doing this amount of traction and now he's doing 50 crates to Walmart a month type of deal, yeah. right? And you're like, and I think it also said he was laughed out of every room he went into, every investor meeting, every pitch, just laughed out. Yeah. And it goes to show you, just like you, you got to show up every you know, there's DJ pins of the world that like when they're like 16, they go to Brazil and like win the world title, you know, as a blue belt. And then there's like the dudes that, I, you know, I can't think of any names that have been like grinding at it for 10 years before they actually like win their, their champ. You know, I use this analogy a lot. That's um, the Oscars, right? So a lot of actors, you know, like, let's just say, let's just say like winning an Oscar is like just the most amazing accomplishment you can get as an actor, right? And most of them, the vast majority of them will never win that. But the ones that do, some of them win it when they're 24 years old, right? They get they, they get lucky, they get some role, and they nail it, and they get their Oscar at 24 years old. And then there's guys like uh, the guy that uh, Christopher Waltz that uh, was in um, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yes. You know, he's like 50 something years old. He's been a career actor for you know 30 something years, right? And nobody knew who he was. And at 50 something years old, he wins his his Oscar. Like, if you're 30 years old and you haven't found success yet, and somebody told you that, hey, dude, in 25 years you're gonna like you're gonna get that success, it, it doesn't compute, right? Like, it's just it doesn't make sense. So, you know, I you know I like to use that context and that reference a lot in my mind, right? And I've had you know I've had a little bit of success in my life, but by no means am I like retiring or like you know am I done? But you know, I have a lot still that I feel like I need to do professionally. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, I'm just like, I, I'm still working towards that black belt professionally, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm a purple belt in jujitsu and I still feel like I'm somewhere around like a four stripe, you know, blue belt or something like three to four, you know, like towards the end of my blue belt as like yeah. a business person. <laughs> I always think about that too. And I always, do you feel like, do you ever think of it like that? Yeah. I always think about that. I always try to think about that analogy and, I always try to say, I wonder where I really am in my business career. I wonder where I really am in, in terms of what I'm doing. Am I a black belt? Am I a purple belt? Sometimes I feel like a white belt. Sometimes I feel like a, like a black belt. It's it, it's just, it's yeah. obviously not a perfect analogy, but I am always trying to have that black belt mentality while keeping a beginner's mind. I mean, that, that's it. But I have had a lot of success in business. But just like you, I have still feel like I have a lifetime of learning and growing left in me. 
I never want to stop learning. Like I'm going to continue to look for advanced degrees. I was just accepted into a executive MBA program, which I'm going to begin. And I hope to go for my doctorate. I hope to just constantly be getting advanced training for as many years as I can. And as long as my body will hold up, I want to keep doing jujitsu. And it's, it's something that uh, I, I really hope I could do for the rest of my life. Um, it's actually sad to me that I'm, as, as I'm getting older, the thing that I love so much, I know is going to be, is going to become less and less part of my life. So I'm already begun to think about other ways to stimulate those muscles. And, you know, I was like, should I take up chess yeah. now? Should I, start <laughs> should I start thinking of things I can do <laughs> my mind? Do, do, move from human chess to real chess. No, yeah. I, you know, it's, dude, at Clockwork, there's like, it's amazing. There's been a hand, there's like a handful of these like guys that are 60 something years old, they're black belts. They're there every day. And I'm really grateful for them as training partners, but also from learning and seeing how they um, act as like these, like, you know, the 65 year olds at, at the gym with a bunch of like 20 and 30, 40 year olds, right? And they're just super smart. Who they train, they're very selective who they train with. They're very careful about their body. But man, you train with them and they fuck you up. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, like it's, it's, it's like, they're still, you know, these dudes have been black belts for a long time and they're really good and they're badasses and they're, yeah. they're old, man. They're like, they're my parents age and, and you train with them and I'm just like, what the fuck, you know, like it's insane. But so for me, I'm like, I can get to that point, right? I want to be Tommy. I want to be Spen, you know, I want to be these Shinji. I want to be these guys because I'm 37. I'm a purple belt. I'm already a year behind because of injury and COVID in my mind, right? Like, and and, yeah. and so for me, black belt, you know, at the earliest at this point in my mind is like 2026, 20, probably, right? Who knows? Like, you know, like I don't know. Not I have a second kid. I'm probably not going to be training the same as I used to. Um, so you know, I'm looking at you know mid 40s as a black belt. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, like and and. And I want, you know, and I've already, you know, I have it. I had a surgery because of jujitsu. Those kind of things make you smarter about training and taking care of yourself. But like, I want, you know, I definitely, it's, I, I want the, I, I, I really haven't thought about what my life would be like without jujitsu in the future, you know? Yeah. And I'm, so I'm really trying to think about like, okay, how do I make sure that that's not the reality? COVID made me think about those things. It made me consider what my life was going to be like without a lot of things that I, uh, took for granted. You know, we started the conversation with these casual meetings and friendships. And that was something that really defined me uh, being able to, I'm a, I love meeting people. I love talking to people. I love going yeah. places. Uh, I haven't been on a plane since March. That's probably the first time in my whole entire life, the longest stretch of me not traveling. So I've had to look for meaning in other ways. I had put on 30 pounds in COVID. I've now taken off uh, 22 but I'm still not back yeah. to neutral. Eight, eight more pounds to go yeah. before I lose another 10, but uh, to get back to my fighting weight, that is. But so many yeah. things for granted are, are no longer available at this moment. Not to say they're not going to come back. I'm an optimist. I always think things will get better, of course, yeah. but it just shows you how fragile things are and it could be taken away in a, in a blink of an eye. And so I, I did start to think about, um, you know, where else I can find meeting and what else I can do. And, you know, I, I should have been working out. I should have been in the gym every single day. 
uh, I, I really should have done that. I saw some of my friends use it as a, they took advantage of quarantine. I was running my businesses and trying to keep everything afloat. Luckily I did, but no excuse. I, I, I made food and alcohol my crutch and I was boozing every night going home, you know, going, yeah. going, going from my desk to the kitchen to make a martini. <laughs> you mean, I think that's okay. You know, like, I think that it's like, you've got a lot of stuff going on in your life. COVID was, it's, it's a, it was a crazy thing, man. It was a crazy thing, you know, like, and back to that idea of like, it's, you know, like can't compare yourself to others. Right. It's like, it's you, you're a smart dude, man. You know what you're doing. You know, like you needed, this was maybe that break that you didn't know you needed. Right. Yeah. This was maybe the few months that like, there were some little things in your shoulder or your knee that gave it that time to like really recover. Right. And I mean, I think about my knee, I definitely started training way before I was supposed to after surgery, you know, like I was like, I'm going to just, I'm just going to go in and flow roll. Of course you can't, no, I'm not going to like go, you know, like the first one, I'm just like, okay, that was a hundred percent. Right. Like yeah. this is not smart, but you just, you know, it's, and so I, I think that that's okay. Right. Because look at, you know, it's, this is the most that, you know, the saying, like, I used, you know, the jujitsu is always going to be there, right? I think COVID's kind of been like, oh, you know, maybe it's not, but, you know, yes, I think it's always going to be there, right? Like, there's going to be a gym, there's going to be a school, like, you'll look back at these few months, you did the things that you needed to do, you needed to put on 30 pounds, because it was a way for you to tell yourself that, like, shit, you know, like, I need jujitsu back in my life, right? And I need to figure out how to get that back in my life, or I need yeah. to, you know, maybe I should hit the gym. And I think all those things are just lessons that you take, right? And, um, uh, and, and, it, and it helps you start figuring out, like, okay, well, like you said, like, I, in January, you probably were not thinking about, well, what else am I interested in outside of jujitsu? Like, what other kind of hobbies or things can I be learning about, right? Like, I don't know if that thought crossed your mind, but, like, it probably got really strong when you weren't training. And so maybe you find something new that's that also – makes you a better person, makes your jujitsu better, makes you a better dad, makes you a better business person. So it's like, I think all these kind of things, it's, it's, um, it, you know, like you don't, this is something like, you know, Josh who runs clockwork, um, who's one of my closest friends, but also just as sensei on the mats and off the mats in the truest form. And, you know, he's like the thing that he lives by is PMA positive mental attitude. He's got it, you know, everywhere. And, um, and it's, it's really kind of like the lifeblood of clockwork. And it's, 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 it's finding the light in darkness, right? And, um, and I think like it's hard because there's, it's so easy to get hard on yourself and get down on yourself and beat yourself up. Um, and I think it's important to kind of like recognize those moments, but it's also like, dude, principles didn't work, right? Like it failed. And it was really hard, but man, I learned a lot, right? Like I learned so much, I'm so much better. I'm so much smarter. And I think it's the same thing if like you train really hard for a competition and you get fucking ankle locked in the first five seconds, right? Like that sucks, but you know what? Guarantee you're never gonna get ankle locked off the snap, you know, like ever again. Yeah. And I think those are the, so the, it's just that, right? It's that kind of like thinking about things like, okay, like, and being okay with the way things went because there's always something positive that you can get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, listen, this was a phenomenal conversation. It's so good catching up with you. Uh, I would love to do this again in the next couple of weeks if you'd be available because uh, there's yeah. more that is left unsaid and the time is already up. Um, okay, yeah, for sure. I hope they have a better internet connection right now. Yeah, yeah, we'll plan for better internet connection. That'll be helpful. But, you know, you're just – you, you really have so much to share and, and I appreciate you coming on here and sharing it. And uh, I got some fantastic, um, some things I was just really trying to get out there recorded so that I could include it as part of this project because it's something I'm so yeah. passionate about and you really, um, you really nailed it today. So thank you so much for being a part of this uh, project. No, man, I think I love, you know, when you first brought that up, I love it, right? I think, and it's something, you know, it's like, I don't want to go too much longer, right? But it's like, you know, you try to talk your friends into doing jujitsu with you, right? It's like, it's not karate class, right? Like their mind is like, oh, I'm going to go up and I'm going to do karate and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, the like, the, the like physical side of it is just like one piece of the whole puzzle that, you, yeah. you know, like, it's just, it's like, you know, it's the community, it's the lessons, it's the exercise, you know, it, it's like learning how to like, uh, you know, uh, clockwork is not really like a self-defense style jujitsu school, right? But like, you know, it's not about learning how to fight. That's like, it's like physically fight, you know, like it's about the improvement. And so I think that the, that like putting this together on paper, like in a book is going to be so valuable for so many people. Um, and like, you know, the, I think it's just going to be, it's just such a cool thing because it's, it's things we obviously all think about, right? And like to actually like record it and put, put it down is so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's learn, learning how to learn. It's appreciating constant daily grinding and improvement. I mean, that's at the, at the heart of what it is. Listen, Mike, thank you so much. Uh, so great catching up with you. I, I just, I don't, like you said, I don't know when we're going to train, but we're going to train. Yeah, and thank you, man. The next time that you find yourself back in New York, please let me know so that we can uh, get together and at do some a, point, an episode. Right?